Welcome to the Financial Fun Podcast with your host, Tammy Johnston. This is where Tammy talks with business owner parents and grandparents about the interesting and important subject of money. We promise this to be an interesting and open discussion, as that's how we learn best. And now, here's your host, author of the Financial Foundations. Financial Foundations is a series of books to teach kids about money, goal setting, and living a balanced life. Find out more at financialfund.ca. Here's Tammy Johnston. First things first, I would like to thank all of my listeners that have subscribed and reviewed my podcast and invite you to subscribe and review if you haven't yet. I appreciate you helping us to get the word out and making financial literacy a safe and welcoming subject for kids and adults. Second, please check out my podcast website, financialfund.ca, where you will be able to access past shows, find out more about me and our guests, as well as purchase the beautifully illustrated Financial Foundations books that teach kids about money in a fun, healthy, and holistic way. Hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Financial Fun Podcast. Today, our guest is the lovely and vibrant Tanya Eklund. Thank you for joining us, Tanya. Thank you for having me, Tammy. So, Tanya, tell us what you do. What is your business? So, Tammy, I own a real estate company, and uh, we are the purveyor of real estate here in in, uh, Calgary, Alberta. And uh, it's my own firm, and I uh, employ three agents and three full-time admin. Oh, my what got you into doing real estate? Well, I was going to the University of Alberta about 18 years ago and thought I wanted to be a lawyer because the TV made it sound so glamorous and uh, realized early on that I, I didn't uh, didn't think that I'd want to work for, for anybody, that I, I, I felt like I wanted freedom in my life and that working for someone on a clock would not provide me that. And so real estate presented itself. And I moved up to Calgary and, and met with somebody and he convinced me that I would be good at real estate and uh, canceled uh, my next semester of school and moved up here within two weeks and and started real estate and started working for the number one brokerage, Remax brokerage in the world. So you jumped right into it. Obviously, if you're still doing it, you haven't looked back. No, you know what? I, I was going to give real estate a few years, and then my intent was to go and finish my degree and go go to law school, and and uh, that did not come to fruition. <laughs> well, you're probably having a lot more fun doing real estate than you would be behind all these really long, boring legal documents. Yes. No, I, I love my career. In fact, my business coach said to me a couple years ago, he asked me, you know, he said, Tanya, I want you to come up with something that if you weren't doing real estate, if real estate fell through the, you know, the cracks, what would you do? And that was two years ago, and I still haven't given him an answer. Well, then it sounds like you are one of the people that is uh, very happily in the right career for you. Absolutely. And what is your family situation, Tanya? So, well, I grew up in a small town in rural Alberta called Wetaskiwin, and uh, I met my husband. We have our 10-year anniversary this year. Congratulations. Yeah, 10 years. And uh, I always say that I married a man that every little girl dreams of, and I still feel that way. He's a really wonderful man. His name is Chad. And uh, we grew up nine miles from each other in, our, in, our, in rural Alberta and met 11 years ago. 
Oh, that's a big deal being from a small town myself. How can how can you live that close together and not know one another? I know. Well, we were in different districts and we went to different country schools. Ah, okay. Well, that explains a little bit more then. Yeah, and he was six years older, so my we always joked, and my dad said that he didn't think he'd be okay with him driving over on his bike when he was sixteen and I was twelve. No, probably not. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's my husband, Chad. And then we have two daughters. Um, Ophelia is going to be four in December, and Ruby is seven and a half months. Oh, so you definitely have your hands full with that, that lovely learning every everything age. Are you, are, have you gone through the why, why, why stage yet? Not really. Uh, we're going through the whiny stage. Oh. I actually look, I welcome the why, 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 just to hope it doesn't have whininess in it. Well, hope, hopefully not, because yes, whining is, is one of those things that ranks right up there with fingernails on a chalkboard for me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so th- thinking back to like when you when you were a kid, especially growing up in a, in, a, in a very rural area, when did you first notice money and realize that it was something important that you should be paying attention to it? Well, it's interesting because I grew up in a very middle class family. Um, My parents were both nurses. And I remember um, going to some, we lived in the country in a very modest 900 square foot bungalow with a partially finished basement with the four of us. And I remember at a young age going to our friends' houses and they had what, which at the time seemed to be mansions, but they were just probably like a 1900 square foot two story, but they seemed so much larger. And I remember saying to my mom in Safeway, mommy, those people are rich, aren't they? (laughs) And early on in my, my life, I, I think I separated people that had more money than what we did. And we led a very, I never wanted for anything. We traveled, you know, my parents were very frugal. So it wasn't like we were poor, but I just recognized maybe the different classes earlier on in my in my life. And I think, you know, I I don't think money was a big driver when I was young. You know, maybe I worked for university and I traveled very, you know, kind of backpacked when I was going to school. But I, I took note of how other people led their lives, not just from the nice houses and the cars, but from the freedom standpoint of people certain people having freedom in their lives more than others that worked for other people. And I remember thinking in my early 20s, even when I had just started real estate, even though it was really hard, thinking that I really valued freedom. And if real estate made me money, then that was great because I really did want to be the best at what I what I was doing, but that I really yearned for freedom. Well, yeah, and the fact that you had both of your parents being nurses back then like now there's more and more male nurses but it's it was more of a rarity when you were a kid for sure absolutely yeah absolutely it was but having both parents with like the good safe secure stable jobs and that and then going into being an entrepreneur yourself so young is quite quite exceptional actually Yeah, you know what? I I remember reading a book. um, Well, it's a very famous book, Robert Kiyosaki, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And um, I just remember that that my my dad had that mentality that he was work hard, invest your money in RSPs and mutual funds, lead a comfortable life. um, And that was you know, that was kind of just how they lived. They lived comfortable. They invested, you know, in their minds wisely. Um, And, 
And then I kind of got out of the house and realized that there's this big world of entrepreneurship. And that was something that really appealed to me. I know your baby obviously isn't asking any questions. Have, have you noticed anything with, with, with your daughter, Ophelia, the four-year-old, on how she is noticing money? And is she asking any questions or things like that? She asks for money and we have a piggy bank. Um, so we're teaching her, you know, kind of what money means and what it's for. So, you know, I'll say, you know, a quarter will buy you this, a loony will buy you this. And we, you know, put money in her piggy bank and we talk about it. Um, she definitely, um, makes note that mommy and daddy both work. And, you know, she'll say when we wake up, mommy, you're, you're going to work today. Daddy's already at work. And, you know, mommy, you're going to work after you drop me off from school. And mommy, will I see you after school? So she definitely understands that both of her parents work and that's just her normal. And so what are, what are, what are the things that she's, she's, she's asking for? Like, what are the things that are getting her attention? And are you finding, as I, I've been talking with more parents with, with younger kids, especially, are you finding that she's, influenced a lot by the stuff that she's seeing on TV and things like that? Oh my gosh, a hundred percent. I mean, you know, I, I'm not the parent that says my child isn't going to watch an iPad because realistically our children will grow up very differently than, than we did. And technology, it's, I, you know, I think it's something you just have to join because it is just the way that our kids will learn. And so we do allow Ophelia to watch an iPad. We do limit it, but she watches things on her kids YouTube that are, I think, you know, they're learning, but they're also advertisements for things that you could do and buy. So, and she's definitely influenced by, you know, whether it's Moana or Paw Patrol or, um, um, you know, just certain cartoons that she's watching, Dora the Explorer. Um, so definitely, you know, then when it comes to Christmas or her birthday, she definitely asks for things that have to do with those things. Um, we very much monitor what she watches, even on, you know, on kids' YouTube. There's certain things that for her age might be scary. But she's definitely influenced by the things that she watches, 100%. You're married, and, and, and your husband's an entrepreneur too, isn't he? He is. He owns multiple businesses. Yes. <laughs> so, so your daughters are going to get a very good business education if they're growing up just with the benefit of having two parents that are entrepreneurs. Yes. A hundred percent. Um, and, and that's, that's kind of like exciting for us. Um, and you know what, whatever our daughter decides to do, we will support her in that. Um, but we were kind of excited to have our girls along for the journey um, in our lives because it's just what we know. We don't know anything else. I mean, I worked for someone else twice in my life. Once was in, well, I guess three times. One, I had, I worked at a home or a theater, a movie theater in high school, and then I worked at a golf course where I t- cut the greens and um, greens and tees, and then I worked for a court reporting company for a short period of time. But those were all in my late teens. And so our, our daughters will only grow up knowing that they're both of their parents, you know, work and we have our businesses and hopefully we can instill some things, some values and some uh, lessons that we've learned along the way. Oh, I have, I have no doubt about that. My, my daughters only ever know me as having my business because I didn't want to deal with the normal nine to five and daycare and doing all of that stuff. So I set up my business when my husband and I were talking about 
building our family. So she's never known anything different, but she she definitely has noticed that there's things that mom has a lot more flexibility to do than than dad, who has a more normal job and set hours and things like that. Yes, yes. So what are some of the things that you and your husband talk about when you're thinking about what do you want your girls to be learning that's around money and business and stuff? Like, I know they're quite young in that, but still, what are what are some of the goals that you guys have for teaching them? Uh, that's a really good question, Tammy. Um, I think that what's important to Chad and I is that they they understand the value of money. And, you know, Chad and I will raise our kids differently in that how we were raised in that we both grew up in very rural Alberta middle class families. And so Chad and I have built our family and we're building kind of our empire together as a husband and wife. And even though we may be able to afford certain things for our children, it doesn't mean we're going to give them to them. We grew up, Chad grew up on a feedlot. I grew up in a farming community and we both had chores. And I think he had it a lot harder than I did in the chore department, to be honest. Um, but uh, we both really value um, what that means to our children or what that could mean for them. So whether that's starting out small when they're young and, and having them do the dishes or dust or um, putting their clothes away. Um, and, you know, I've even thought of starting a little board for her. So each thing that she does, each task that she does, she gets a little star. And once she gets so many stars, you know, that will equal like an allowance or a, a little a little present as a, you know, for the week on based on how many stars she gets. So we really want them to understand what a dollar means or what a toonie means, um, because we certainly grew up understanding that money does not grow on trees. Well, that is that is extremely important. And one of the things that I'm always telling people to do, yeah, your kids need to have chores. And it's not just even for like earning money or anything, it's being able to take care of themselves and, and that's right. knowing that they have the confidence to take care of themselves because they know how to do dishes and they know how to do their laundry and make their bed and stuff like that. I remember my husband and I were relatively newly married and we were going on vacation and I had an assistant working for me. She was in her early 20s. She wasn't much younger than I was. And she was still living with her parents and stuff. So I said, would you like to house sit for me? You just have to look after the cats and, and, and the place and stuff. And you've got the place basically for the two weeks and just take care of it. And she thought that was great. So she came over and her boyfriend stayed with her and that was fine. And I came home and was going to make dinner. And I started pulling out a couple of dishes and pots and stuff to make dinner. And they were filthy. And I started <laughs> going through the cupboards and I'm going, all my dishes are filthy. So I asked her after the next day after I had to go through and wash everything and I asked her about it. She says, well, you don't have a dishwasher because my condo didn't have a dishwasher. And I said, yeah. So she'd never done dishes in her life other than like just putting them in the dishwasher. So she didn't oh know what to gosh. do. So she just rinsed them and put them back in the cupboards. Oh my gosh. And it, just, it blew my mind. I'm going, you're working for me. Like you're, you're a capable, confident adult that's like 21, 22 years old. And you kidding me? You don't know how to do a dish. Isn't that something? So something that is just so commonplace to us was foreign to her. Oh, completely. And I'm going like, how can you, how can you be an adult? Like, how are you going to function when you move out? Wow. So <laughs> Crazy. I, I, I think about that. And I, I, when my daughter, she doesn't give me grief anymore. In fact, she's actually starting to uh, thank me because my daughter's going into grade nine next year. 
And and she is very self-sufficient because her mom's mean and makes her do all these chores. <laughs> Tammy, you mean mom you. Yeah, she she's noticing how many of her, her classmates are basically functionally useless. Isn't that something? <laughs> so I keep telling her, I said, when you go off to college, you're going to be a rock star. Totally. <laughs> so learning those life skills is really, really important. <laughs> crucial. Crucial. We want to have competent, capable, and independent, and strong girls. Well, girls, boys, whatever. Like, I'm reading more and more articles about... um employers and they're 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 interviewing legal adults for jobs and the parents are showing up and wow. they're 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 interfering in all sorts of things or they've got all these candidates that have all these academic skills but basically don't have the life skills to wipe their own butt yeah it's so crazy to me how am i going to hire them and like if they can't even they don't even have the self-confidence and the self-sufficiency to hold down a job how could they ever hope to do what you and i do like opening a business or anything like that. Like so many people, they think that they're helping their kids, but they're actually crippling them. Yeah. So I think it's wonderful that you're aware and you're working already on, okay, there's age appropriate, but you're working on teaching your kids those things. Yes, absolutely. And and what what does your daughter think? Like, I remember my daughter at that age, she, she wanted to be really helpful. Is your daughter at that stage too? Oh, Ophelia, she she wants to help you with everything. And she's she's finding her independence right now. So it takes, oh, Tammy, it takes 10 times longer to get dressed, to put your shoes on, to brush your teeth, because she, no, mommy, I'm doing it. I want to do it. And so when you're late for school in the morning, 10 minutes to get your shoes on is quite frustrating, but you have to let her do it. She's finding her herself and her independence. Well, the thing is, you go through the struggles now, and she learns how to do it, and then your life just keeps getting easier, where most people just get frustrated, and yes, I can do it right now, but then they keep doing it when the kid's 18. Uh, Yeah, no, 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 not this mom. No, not that mom, so that's wonderful. (laughs) Anything else that you and your husband have specifically been talking about that you want to make sure that the girls are learning? Um, Well, you know what, I think for us, there's so much importance, um, and maybe not our kids' generation, but the, the millennials that are in, that are in high school now and in their early twenties. And there's so much pressure pressed upon them to, to look good and be, look pretty or, you know, the boys to be strong. And, and I think what's important for us is that our girls are brave and that they are kind and that they are independent and, those brave, kind, and independent just are are such crucial um, keywords for us in our lives when we raise our daughters. And if they happen to be pretty and beautiful, then great. But we're going to really try to impress upon them, um, you know, being brave and being intelligent and being kind because we feel that if they can be those three things, then they're going to be they're going to be fearless and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with. And so I would say that it's really important for us to raise girls that are that. Oh, I, you are totally after my own heart. <laughs> so much of the stuff, like what drove me nuts, my, my daughter never really got into it, but the Bratz dolls in particular. Okay. Because I'm going, it, it, it's all about the, the fashion and, 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 and the pretty and stuff. Like a lot of people bash on Barbie, but I'm going, Barbie had careers. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, did she ever? She did, like, Barbie was an astronaut, and Barbie was a doctor, and Barbie was, like, Barbie did things. Bratz dressed up. <laughs> I, I, I don't really even know much about Bratz, but I... I, I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> well, it's a, it's it's after our time frame for sure, and your daughters haven't got there. And I don't know if it's a big thing now, but like you said, when my daughter was a bit younger and stuff, like brats were were all the all the rage. And I'm just going, well, what what do they do? Well, they they go shopping and they dress up. Nice. Yeah, and I'm going. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. But like you said, Barbie at least had careers and things like that. And and yeah, having having the kindness, like hearing so much about the 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 bullying that goes on and bullying has always been around and it's probably always going to be around but it's gotten so much worse now with the social media and stuff like I am so glad that that didn't exist when we were in school oh my gosh you and well uh, you and me both I, I I mean I I can't I mean I experienced maybe a very small portion of what I would say you know goes on in the schools today um, so nothing that was catastrophic or truly affected me in any way. Um, but, you know, I have a nephew that is hearing impaired and he was bullied, you know, really badly in high school and it really did affect him. And uh, I hope that there's a a break, um, you know, for, for what's going on currently in schools and maybe in the last number of years until, you know, when my girls get into junior high and high school, that there's been so much awareness made around bullying that hopefully that's not subject as something that they would be subject to. Well, and the big thing is, like you said, if you're putting the focus on making sure that your girls are growing up kind, not just the focus on the pretty and, and, and the academic achievement and all that stuff, but how, how do you relate to the people around you and, and how do you interact with people that have challenges and are not at the same level as you are and things like that. Like that's so valuable and important. Absolutely. It is to, to finish off. If you could make sure that your, your girls get three very simple lessons so that you feel that you have been a success as a parent, what are the three money lessons you want your kids to learn? Well, just going back to the original, our original discussion is just the value of a dollar that, um, you know, even though mommy and daddy can afford to give it to you, that's not the point. The point is that we want you to earn it. We want you to understand, you know, um, what's the difference between a dollar and $50 and a hundred dollars and what does that mean? And what, what can that buy? Um, would be the first thing. So the value of a dollar. Um, the second thing is investing your money. And even at a very small age, you can start very tiny. You know, you could give them um, what we've talked about is giving them an allowance, but having them give us back 10% of their allowance and asking them what they'd like to invest it in and give them a few options. And they may be something very small. I'm talking about maybe they give us 10% of their $5 allowance a week. And that goes towards you know, a new pair of shoes <laughs> for school. Um, or maybe it goes towards um, investing it in helping somebody. Um, so that would be the second thing is kind of investing your money and look what that looks like. So the value of a dollar and investing your money. And then the third thing that is really um, near and dear to our heart is philanthropy. And so giving some of your money um, to somebody that needs it more than you do. Um, you know, certain churches tithe, 
If you don't go to church, then perhaps you give it to a non-for-profit organization or somebody that can really take that money and use it towards helping others. And so those would be the three things that we would like to teach our daughters at an early age. Well, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day to talk with us. My pleasure, Tammy. Thank you so much for um, having me on your podcast. And uh, it was great chatting with you as well. All right. Enjoy your day. Thanks, Tammy. You too. Bye-bye. Before we leave each other, I would ask all of you listening to please subscribe to and rate my podcast. A review would be most appreciated and feedback is always welcome. Whether it be a comment, future topic suggestions, and or questions you or your kids would like to have answered in the Ask Tammy column on the financialfund.ca website. Please feel free to check me out on Facebook at Financial Foundations Children's Books, on Twitter at Financial Fund, and Instagram at Financial.Fun. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Financial Fund Podcast. Join Tammy Johnston again next week. For more information, please visit financialfund.ca.